0: Get ready for the world's greatest Arsenal podcast. Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Enjoy the show.
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. I am Fergus, I am your host. I am joined as usual by old grumpy old man Trev. Uh, back from uh, podcasts, um, Stardom, Dan Potts, and all the way from Albert JTV, we got Albert. Guys, uh, welcome to the show. We will be looking briefly back at the Crystal Palace game, but mostly we'll be looking ahead to possible lineups uh, that we are looking at for the Newcastle game and what we expect uh, result-wise and so on. Uh, it would be only the right thing to introduce our guest, first and foremost. Albert, welcome to Guns and Yellow Ribbons. This is your first time on, isn't it?
2: It is. I appreciate the invite, Fergus, I, it's, I, I, I like to, I like to, I like to be invited onto things. It's nice. <laughs> Do, why don't you tell people where you where you normally uh spend most of your podcasting life and YouTubing life? Uh yeah, well, I've got my YouTube channel. So um yeah, Albert J T V very active enough on Twitter, um AU 57. Come and check the Goona out. Fine.
1: Uh Potsy, you've been uh you know in Hollywood, haven't you? <laughs> the- <laughs> I-
3: yeah
1: we got your back these COVID tests before you fly into the
3: UK. You, you had to come back, didn't you? That's that's exactly spot on, mate. Exactly spot on. Uh, mate, it's been it's been so busy. I've had so much to do. I've been out so many places. I've been drinking in pubs with so many people. Seeing loads of friends. It's been too busy, man. I will tell you that. No, I'm missing it now, boys. I'm missing it, and I've missed coming on here to be honest with you. I've only done a couple of these preview shows. I normally watch it with with my dad and my parents, but he's coming around uh, to mine today, so we can be in our little bubble to watch Arsenal as the only thing that's keeping us both going, I think, at the moment uh, is football. So, uh, yeah, he's, he's going to let himself in around about seven and then we can settle down for the Arsenal game tonight. But looking forward and glad to be back on with you guys. No problem. And um, Grandad,
1: somebody says hello.
0: Yeah, uh, listen, stop a minute. I've got to say, hello, Florence. Hello, Jemima. Grandad loves you. Granddad loves you very much, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Right, well, that's it done. Now I had to say that, otherwise I was dead meat, and that's that done.
3: Oh so, girls. I'm, su- I'm surprised, Trev. I didn't think you were old enough to be a granddad, mate.
0: Uh, uh, well said, Dan. Thank you very much, Dan. You can now remove your tongue from my backside tongue, but I do appreciate <laughs> it. <idea. laughs> <laughs> well well
3: said. said. Oh dear.
0: <laughs> Yeah, oh, I'm looking forward to this, though, boys. Yeah. I'm looking forward right. to this. It's, uh, it's got lots
2: to talk about, haven't we? Of course, definitely.
0: Yeah, listen, listen we will
1: look at the Newcastle game um, in a few minutes. I just want to, as we do normally, uh, we'll just briefly cover back over the Palace game. It was a really tough game. If I'm honest, I, I didn't see very much of it. It was on, on here in the kitchen um, uh, on the telly. Uh, it was so... Drab and dire. I couldn't tell you very much about it, Alberts. As you were first on here, uh, I'll give you the, the 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 pleasure of selling
2: the draw at pa- against Palace to us. You got be you got be joking? You're selling that game? Jesus Christ! <laughs> <God. laughs> <laughs> I see people complaining about the game yesterday against Liverpool United. I thought that that wasn't anything as bad as I saw the other night. But um, yeah, it was. You know what? It was. Fergus. That game. I think if I was to sum it up in Arsenal performance in one word or two. Very flat. Um, like many of our games this season, to be honest, mate. Um, we don't start well, we don't finish well. Um, I think I saw a stat. Apparently, we there's about seven Premier League games we haven't we failed to score in, and I think that, that speaks volumes. Um and we don't start on the front foot. And again, that's a continuous problem we seem to have with Arsenal this season. Um, you know, pr- perfect example the game against Palace the other night, Um, even in the FA Cup game against Newcastle, these guys, these teams are not going to come out and play against Arsenal, whether they're home or away, whether it comes to the Emirates or not. They're not going to come out and play. So the initiative should be with us to be on the front foot and to take it to these teams, irrespective of personnel or systems or formations. You can talk about that in isolation, but we don't start games well, mate. I mean, Palace had 30% possession, but had nine shots at goal in the first half. We had two. Which is to me, it, you know, I'm not great at maths, but you got 60 percent possession at home, and you register and you're registering two shots at goal in the first half. It's not, it's not a great reading, mate. Um, and I actually thought, sort of generally about the game, if Palace had won that game one nil, I don't think any Arsenal fan could have complained. Oh,
1: they would have. They would have. They would have, they would have been all over Twitter complaining, and <laughs> there'd be hashtags and there'd be. But <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, would do it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so Dan, yeah, I don't think they could have complained, mate, to be honest. They had. The, they looked more threatening. They looked more dangerous. They created the better opportunities. Um, Arsenal didn't look like scoring from open play. I thought the only time we would look like scoring was from a set piece. And that's, again, mm-hmm. that's not good reading, mate.
1: Yeah, I think they had two or three. There There's more opportunities for them to score yeah. than us. Leno made some good saves. Uh, was it somebody hit their... Ben Teke wasn't that hit the bar. Tompkins um, no, Tompkins hit the bar yeah. and Eze came close. Uh, and all we had was was a Bamyang that you know that was turned away. Um, Dan what did you make of, of the game? What did you make of Maitland Niles because he was substituted and just before he was substituted he did look like to have the one and only sort of chance there. We did look like we missed Tierney as well. But what did you make of Maitland Niles and the game itself?
3: So sorry for the lad. I think Lionel Messi probably would have been about as rusty after four weeks off. I mean, I just don't understand this manager, man. You know, sits there and plays Cedric against Newcastle in the FA Cup and then throws mate Niles in, who was man of the match the last time he played, by the way, against Everton at right back. And the next minute, we don't see him for four weeks. And then when he comes on, he's asked to go on the left-hand side and he's not able to cross the ball in. He was poor. He was shocking. He had a dreadful first half, I thought. And it just looked to me that, uh, as Melina has just said there, we missed Tierney massively. Of course we did. You're always going to miss Tierney massively. The problem I've got with it is that the manager has decided to go with Cedric and then he's decided to go with maintenance niles We're in a situation where we have three um, right-backs at the club and one left-back. So I'm not going to get on maintenance niles back. I don't want the guy to leave. I think he will go um he must be scratching his head thinking why the hell did i stay here I should have gone to wolves can't get in this midfield which is awful can't get ahead of better who's awful and um i can't get ahead of cedric who's not great in my opinion either so it's very very uh, you know albert summed up this game as in two words very flat my two words are reality check because that's what we are we're a crystal palace team at the moment you know that's our level um and i do not understand what this manager is doing. I'm just not convinced by him. Everyone tells me he's great, so I just stay quiet at the moment. Um, everyone keeps blaming the players, but we're seeing loads and loads of different players now that are coming in. He's trying solutions, and I still don't understand what these solutions are. I don't know what our style is. I couldn't tell you what style of football we play. Under Unai Emery, we were uh, playing out from the back, possession, uh, high intensity, off the ball pressure, scored some lovely goals from playing out from the back, I don't know what we do here. I haven't got a clue what this style of management is. Um, And I don't enjoy watching it. I think we're boring to watch. Um, I don't look forward to the games as much as I used to now because I just don't Mm. understand what style of football we're playing. And um, people can sit there and say, yeah, but Ikai doesn't have the players to play a style of football. Well, you know, Leeds have got players that are about on average, if not some worse, some better than Arsenal. And Bielsa's got a style of play. You know, Sam Allardyce has a style of play with terrible players. At least we understand what style of play those managers have. I can't tell you what this style of play is from Arteta. Nobody can tell me, but everybody loves the guy. So I'm a bit confused about where all this love is coming from. We're, 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 we're sitting in a terrible place in the league. And over the last five games, we haven't lost. So it's all good now and we can fight for top four. I just think we need a reality check. I really do. Um, i just, you know, I'm, I, I'm not excited at the moment. Okay. Trev, what did you make of the game?
1: Arsenal uh, have extended the winners uh, top flight against Crystal Palace, uh, drawing four uh, of those and losing one. Um, you know, it was always... It's, I think with the number of games we've had, uh, time after time after time after this January Christmas, also uh, Arteta did talk about fatigue um, in his post-match um, uh, uh, interview. And other managers have talked about fatigue. There was a weird end to last season with the behind closed doors, a very short summer period. And I think with winter and everything else, it looks like it's a taking effect on the, on the players. What did you make of the game in, in, in itself? And then what do you make about the, the
0: Arteta said about fatigue? Well, I, I'm just looking for my antidepressants. Cheers, Dan, lad. I'm
1: just trying
0: <laughs> to but, Look, right... It, uh, fatigue is the same for every team in the league, right? We're all, all teams. Trulls is right there. Trulls is exactly right. All teams yeah. are just picking apart what Dan and Albert said there because they're like two bookends to a certain extent. But there was an agreement in the middle. Roy, Roy did do a job on us, right? Roy, Roy did do a job on us. But I think Roy probably realised the caliber of player that we could put out for this game and thought, "Hang on, I play a certain way." We've got a shout here. What what really, what, really, concerned me a little bit was the fact that it was a nil-nil draw, but it was what I would call a losing nil-nil draw. If anyone was going to win the game, it was, it was probably Crystal Palace, which, which wasn't pleasant when we're playing at home. I thought that I, – I, I don't take the fatigue thing. I just don't take it. I know it's because I'm old and, and because I'm old-fashioned in my thoughts on it, but I don't take it because Palace have played as many games as us. Every other team's played as many games as us, so they're all in the same boat, yeah? I I, I think that taking the Palace game and looking at the team, I thought Aubameyang reverted to the way he has been. I thought he dropped off again. I didn't think he had his best game ever, and I think it showed how how we haven't got a squad to call on, you know? Because we weren't playing well, and he's brought subs on, and he's brought on... Pepe and Nketiah, who with the greatest respect haven't set the world on fire. Pepe's has not set the world on fire for a while, and then is a young man who's yet to set the world on fire. And obviously we brought back parties coming back from injury. So not only were we playing, we weren't being creative and we weren't playing very well, we didn't have anything to change it up to. Um but at the end of the day, you know me, I'm always I'm always gonna gonna be on the positive side. We didn't lose. I don't know how we didn't lose at times because because Palace looked like they could win it and we didn't. But we move on to tonight. I'm hoping we'll have Tierney back because I've never known in all my years of watching football, a left back that is such a playmaker. We've had left backs that are good. We've had left backs that will charge up and down the line. But I don't think I've ever seen a left back that creates as many chances as the man Tierney does. And I wouldn't swap him for any left back in the league. So I'm hoping that Tierney will be back tonight. I'm hoping that party starts from the beginning. I'm hoping that Louise don't play in defence, to be honest, because I just think that adding. I'm not not saying Louise is bad. I think he has picked his game up a bit, if I'm honest, but I don't think our defence looks as good with with um, Louise in it. I'd rather see Gabriel or Mari alongside holding, and then obviously up top. Hopefully, I don't know if anyone's heard any news on Martinelli, but Martinelli would mean that Albert or Lacazette would drop out, and if I'm honest, I'd like to see. To see Alba drop out and sit on the bench, and just to finish off about it, I, I had an interesting thought today, and I'd be interested to get your thoughts on it, boys. If we've got uh, who I think is our best three behind a forward, Martinelli, Saka, and ESR playing, do, would we would we add more energy and would we create more chances in front of them if we had Enketia playing in front of them rather than even Alba or Laka? Because one thing that he does do is he's full of energy and he don't stop running all night. I don't know. I don't he, don't he, know, but I'm not. I think we'll win tonight, though. Hmm.
1: Hmm. Let's okay. So, so you've taken on to uh, tonight's game, which was where we were going to go be going anyway. Uh, you mentioned a few things there. So Kieran, uh, Kieran Tierney should be available. He was revealed after um, his calf injury isn't so serious. Uh, he was assessed this morning, and and he's. Um, going to be available. Pablo Mari, same injury, same issue, Um, but he's going to be out for a while, I'm hearing as well, which puzzles me. Um, Gabriel might be fit. Um, uh, Jamal La is his first game back after two months, uh, after playing 45 minutes in the cup against uh, um, Arsenal. He returned from coronavirus, as did uh, Saint Maxim, who's also on a comeback after contr- contracting the virus back in November. Just shows it can how it can affect people. We will mm. touch on that later. Um, um, Brian Fraser is suspended, um, and uh, Fernandez and Jamal Lewis have been assessed. Um, what do you expect? <laughs> I don't know, Jamal Lewis. <laughs> Yeah, no, don't worry. He does this to me every time. He just throws me out because I'm absolutely crap at reading out aloud. Uh, <laughs> um,
2: what What are you expecting tonight, um, Albert? I'm not expecting a very good game to watch. I think we've got evidence of that against Newcastle in the Cup. Um, the way they set up, um, they're going to make it very difficult for Arsenal. I would expect us to come out on the front foot. Um, score prediction-wise... I actually went for tuna when the cup, and it was right. And I'm going for the same scoreline tonight. I was going to say hang hang on to that. We'll get that one afterwards. That's fine.
1: That's fine.
2: Um, uh, lineup wise, who who would you obviously it's Leno and Gold. What what sort of is is the back three, back four? Uh, I thought about this earlier, Fergus. Um, one thing I've always said with Mikel Arteta is, in some ways, he can be very predictable in terms of substitutions, but in terms of his actual start elevens. He does tend to throw in a curveball or a couple of curveballs. But um the team I went for, obviously Leno and go I went for a four-two-three-one Fergus. Um to bellerin to start, Tierney, Rob Holding, Gabriel. Um, I think I would like to see Thomas Party start, but I'm not sure he will. Um so I've gone for Ceballos and Shaka. And I've gone for Emil Smith Rose, Saka, Abamyang, and Lacazette up top. Okay. That's what Trev, I think he anything,
1: will do. Yeah. Uh, Trev, anything that you think is, is that the sort of lineup you'd like to see? I, I personally wouldn't like to see, some, well, what, it won't go into Shaq at all, but because that, that's just a different topic. Uh, but Tobias, I don't see what he offers us at all.
0: It's, it, Albert's not far off. That could be the best team available to him tonight. And, and Albert Schwab, um, I, I don't know about Martinelli. I'd love to see Martinelli mm. come in for. For Laka or Alba, and I, 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 I'd like to see party start instead of instead of Sabios. But apart from that, I think I think Albert's nailed it down there, mate. I think that's the best we can put out. Um, I, I want to see consistency across our back four. I'm happy with a back four now, but mm. I want to see a consistent back four because all all over the years, right? Back fours play better when they play together regularly. The more they play together in competitive football, the more they understand each other and the better they play the game. Yeah. I don't want to, I think, I've got this horrible feeling about him squeezing Willie Ann in tonight and it worries me greatly. It worries me greatly. You know, I'm not going to speak really bad about him, but he offers us nothing. I don't think anybody doesn't know that anyway. Absolutely nothing. But uh Albert's sitting a nail on the head with he does throw a curveball in, doesn't he? Arteta. Yeah. He always sticks one or two in that you're not expecting, you know, and your jaw drops a bit and you can't work out where he's at. And that's where what Dan says is true. You, you don't quite know where he's gonna head at times, and Dan's exactly right with that. You can't read the man. Um, so I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping Party starts, I'm hoping Martinelli starts. I'm hoping that it's either Lacquer or Albert. Or I wouldn't mind seeing. And Ketcher in front of them three young lads, if he plays the three young lads that are full of energy just behind him. Um, Yeah, that'll do for me, I think. Dan?
3: I think you'll go over from three. Newcastle are winless.
0: Go on. on. No, 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 I
1: was was going to say uh, they're they're winless in eight games in all competitions since beating West Brom. And I was going to ask you the question about... Uh, Relating back to the cup game, Andy Carroll put us under an an awful lot of pressure and was unlucky not to score at least once. Um, Give us your thoughts on what lineup we would have and then what your thoughts on will he start with Andy Carroll against us because he always causes us trouble.
3: Well, I think they will start with Andy Carroll for that that reason. I mean, over the years, no matter whether he's been at Newcastle, Liverpool, West Ham, and now back at Newcastle, he's always just caused us problems. And I think that's probably the only game looking back that he hasn't had his shooting boots on. Because if he would have had it, we would have been dumped out of the FA Cup in that first game. So I think that it's gonna be a very similar uh kind of tactics from from Newcastle. I think that they'll they'll scrap. They're gonna need anything from this game. Steve Bruce is under pressure, especially now they've lost to Sheffield United. So I expect a tough game. Um They'll organise well and they'll try and use their their one target man. And I believe that they, they will go with Andy Carroll. I think you're going to see the likes of Callum Wilson as well, because obviously he's probably their best centre forward. Um So... There are some players that haven't worked out for Newcastle, Joe Linton, Almiron, not the sort of players I think they expected them to be. Uh, But they have still got some dangerous men there, that's for sure. I think in terms of our team, our front three, I think you'll stick with Lacazette up front. I think Aubameyang will be on the left. I think Saka will be on the right and I think Smith-Rowe will play in the 10. I think Thomas Partey will come into the mix ahead of Danny Ceballos. Um, I think Chaka... Uh, will play alongside Thomas Partey. And I think Gabriel will probably partner Rob Holden ahead of David Lewis And then we'll have the fullbacks of Bellerin and Tierney with Leno in goal. I mean, Tierney could be on the bench because he's only just come back and he might play Maitland-Niles. But what you could also do is say that he'll play Saka at left back and then have Pepe on the right or like Trev said, which I hope not, Willian. So I think he's got a couple of options there in terms of injuries. Uh Depends how fit Kieran Tierney is, uh, as far as I'm concerned. But I'm expecting a, a, a tight game, Fergus. I'm not expecting a 5 or 6 nil here for either side. I'm expecting a very tight game tonight.
1: I've been optimistic and uh, as well in my score prediction. We'll do that in a few minutes. But... Um, you mentioned ESR playing in the number ten, and the number ten the shirt has been vacated. We may or may not talk about that later. It depends on what mood we're in, <laughs> and what mood Trevor's in. <laughs> um, who do you who would you like to see? Would you like to see one of the young kids get it? Would you like to see it left vacated until somebody good enough comes
3: in for it? I think personally that you've uh, got to go all out in the summer to give it to Jack Grealish. Um and people will sit there and say, no, 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 we haven't got £80 million. Pounds. I-, I think we need to do all we can in the summer when we clear the wage bill out to get that guy in because he will improve us straight away. I'd have him over anybody. I'm a huge fan of Husam Awar, but I would have Jack Grealish over Husam Awar because Jack Grealish is killing it in the Premier League. So as far as I'm concerned, that's what I would do. If we, uh, we weren't to get Jack Grealish, then... I don't really care if I'm honest with you. I think that personally, I said this earlier in a group, and you're in in Ferguson, the WhatsApp group. I'd rather us concentrate on what we're doing on the pitch as opposed to what shirt numbers people are getting given. Do you know what I mean? I used to, when I played in Sunday League, I used to just, they're the shirts, boys. You see people going, oh, I don't want number seven. No, I want number seven. I used to just pick one up, put it on and run away. I don't give a damn what the hell it says on the back. Because trust me, if you're a number 33 or a number 10, as long as you give 110 percent for that shirt, you'll be loved no matter what number you are, and you can make the number 33 or number 12 or number 16 the number that you want. So that's the way I see it. You, you nearly,
1: you nearly said 34, and that wouldn't have fitted in. Would be loved, except for except for a very uh, minute niche section of our, of our fan base. Trev, uh, would you? Um, uh, rest to number 10 until next season or would you promote it to well, you well I don't think you can change shirts mid-season anyway I,
0: I, can you Trev I, I couldn't give a flying toss who wears the number 10 <laughs> couldn't care less who wears the number 10 What? And Dan's just nailed it again yeah. what does it matter who wears what shirt number mm. I don't care what number you're wearing just run out on the pitch and play football and make me want to watch you that's all I ask. That's all I want. As, as for Grealish, Dan's right about Grealish. I, I, the more I see a Grealish, the more I get to like him, you know, I, if he if he just cut out diving too easily. Yeah. But then again, that's part of the game. So, you know, you can't say that. I wouldn't mind Grealish at the Arsenal at all. But Danny just signed a five-year contract, didn't he? And, and I said when he signed it, he ain't signed that contract to stay at Villa for five years. No, no chance. He's, he's signed that contract. So that Villa can get a nice big chunky fee for him. That's why he signed that contract. Um, so, yeah, I'd like to see Grealish at the Arsenal. Fergus, can I just go back to something that I mentioned about, about? it's interesting, right, players coming into the side and performing like Maitland-Niles, and uh, who's been out for weeks and then he comes back in and we expect him to be flying all over the field. And it's a good point to, to dwell on for, for, for 30 seconds, mate, right? That, I am dwelling on it. I can't Thank remember what manager said it this week. <laughs> Fergus, take a breath. Can't get a word in now. This. <laughs> I can't remember what manager said it this week, right? But they talked about the old reserve team games. The old reserve team games. This, you know, if you if you weren't in the first team, you went and played for the reserves. It wasn't none of this under twenty three or under eighteen stuff. It was proper. It was a team full of either old timers that are dropping down mm. and were just using the first team occasionally, or youngsters that were coming up that were learning how to play against full-grown men and it was great football to watch. And it, every other week, the reserve team used to play. And it brings me on nicely, Fergus. I've done know if you were going to mention Jeff Barnett. Was could, do you mind if I talk about it now for a minute, mate? Yeah, you far away. Yeah. Jeff, a, a, great, a great goalkeeper of Arsenal, a good servant called Jeff Barnett, uh, passed away this week from the bloody coronavirus, the COVID. Um, he was 74. He played for Arsenal for about six or seven years in, in the early to mid-70s, late 60s, early mid-70s. And he only played 49 games for the first team, Jeff Barnett, because he was understudied to the great Bob Wilson. But he never let us down. He never moaned. He was there for donkey's years. And when Bob Wilson retired, he never got his chance because we brought a different goalkeeper in. I think we brought Rimmer in, so he still had to, to be reserve. and he never moaned. But Jeff Barnett became one of my heroes. He really did become one of my heroes because when we were kids, some of the older players, Russ might remember this. I know Russ is watching. That when we were kids, you used to go to the Arsenal to Ibury every week, right, every week, because one week – One week, the first team would be at home. And as young kids, you used to go down and see a bit of the game, but there was always a big crowd in. And then the next week, it would be the reserves at home. And sometimes they'd only get like 500 to 1,000 fans They're Not even that sometimes. But as young kids, you loved it because you could run around the stadium. You could get really close to the players. You could hear them shouting. and, 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 And Jeff Barnett played. He might have only played 49 games for the first team, but he played many, many, many games for the reserves. And he became one of my heroes. And it was sad to hear of his passing this week and i don't think the reserve football coming back with with the, with the stand that it was and the type of playing it, i don't think it'd do us any harm. when you think about what dan just said about players like maitland niles being called in unfairly because they'd not had the first team football that would be a big help in my view anyway rest in peace barney Ooh. rest in
2: peace
0: Albert,
1: um, so who do you see as um, the main sort of threat what our, our, what is probably more tactical uh, threat from uh, Newcastle? Do you see Newcastle just doing what they did like we did in the FA Cup uh, what they did in the FA Cup and just uh, played out for penalties effectively? You could
2: see that, that they were playing out for penalties. Yeah, the, Fergus, the thing is, you, you, you make a good point because... With Newcastle, I, I actually can't see them scoring. And, and I know they've got Callum Wilson. I know they've got a threat of um, Andy Carroll. But, I mean, even seeing... I mean, we saw with Arsenal this season that sometimes the football's been dire to watch. I mean, I feel sorry for the Newcastle fans, to be honest, because it's even worse. I um, mm. like that mention. Like, it, it is. I've got another couple of Newcastle fans. I, I feel for them having to watch some of the football they play. Um so what we saw in the FA Cup, I wasn't surprised. I didn't think it'd be a good game anyway, mate. And I think it'll be exactly the same tonight as it was in the FA Cup. Fergus, I wanna to touch on what the guys are saying about um the number ten thing. Um yeah. You what, what I wanna see more in the Premier League with Arsenal. Now people can talk about the finances and whatever. We're not we're not in charge of that of Arsenal fans, but why I don't know why we I'd like to see us buy more players within the Premier League. If it's Grealish, I mean I you know I People know me, my content. I love a Barry Ezek at Crystal Palace. I thought he was, to me, would have been a wild card to, to buy in the summer. He's exactly that player we don't have in the middle of the park. Then he fits in the pockets of space and, you know, can create and glide past players and pick a pass and bring a goal to the team, which goals from midfield is what we've been crying out for for years. So I know people talk about, yeah, it, you know, if we bring someone in in the summer, because it won't happen in January oh, it's going to stunt the growth of Emile Smith-Rowe. Not necessarily, mate. If you, you know, that's the manager, that's the coach or the manager's job to make sure he sets a team up in the way that benefits the team, irrespective of whether you've got Emile Smith-Rowe or you're bringing another attacking midfield player. You know, Villa, for example, as good as Jack Grealish is, they can't rely on him. And it's no coincidence. Since they brought in Ross Barkley, it's freed up Jack Grealish even more because you've got another focal point in the team to focus on. So, I don't buy into the whole thing. If we get someone to come in, it's going to stunt the, the growth of Emma Smith Rowe. We need more attacking options. That 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 stands out week in week out when we watch Arsenal play. So that's what I'm saying, that, mate.
1: Well, well, even even Trevor mentioned uh, the, the lack of depth, and I think Dan has also mentioned the the, the lack of depth in Yeah, I, I'm, I'm a
0: Dan, don't look. Don't look
3: is it bad oh dear oh, oh, get, get on the screen oh god here we go uh, get Fergus
1: to share not, the screen.
2: yeah go on focus
1: yeah, I, I, yeah. Will do, I will do it i will do it will it's not come up on this here yet okay. uh is that it my twitter feed is lagging um latest so talk among yourselves guys i'm i'm fine <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what? I'm
1: I'm, look, oh, I'm go looking on Jeff, at the team on on
0: now, just, Sorry, Dan. I'm on a delay, mate. It's really difficult. I do apologise, son. I do apologise. The one I, I just can't believe that Louise is getting in this side in front of Gabriel, and I can only think that Bellerin must be carrying a bit of a knock because he put Sawiris in, which doesn't bother me that much. Mm. Yeah. Um, apart from that, moving forward from that, holding Tierney, party, Xhaka, Saka, Smith Smithrow, Albamy, Young, Laka yeah, OK, Martinelli on the bench, we can call on him. Yeah. Um, so I, I just can't enough. work out the, 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 the inconsistency in the back four. We need the settled just back would, four and we're not paying
2: yeah.
1: it. 100%. There yeah. we go, eventually. Uh, <laughs> I'm dead on seven o'clock as well, so you just must be uh, uh, breaking embargo then, um, yeah. uh, Trevor. That's That's illegal, you know broadcasting rules you shouldn't be breaking embargo so Fergus, it was on the Arsenal
0: <laughs> website jesus christ man
1: uh, right okay so they broke embargo so we'll we, we'll carry on as you said ledo in gold cedric uh, um louise holding tierney party gets a run out i'm pleased about yeah. that or oh, mm. uh shaka is our best option in that area at the moment saka smithrow Abamyang, and lacazette um who have we got on the bench? Is Martinelli on that bench? Martinelli yes. Petty, yes. Petty is on that bench. So, to be honest, I'm 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 with you on the Louise thing because there's always a a bit of a, a clangor with Louise every now and then. Um, but when you've got when you when you've got Andy Carroll, which we'll get the Newcastle team up in a minute. When you've got Andy Carroll uh, as um, the alternative, uh, the, the, the threat. Um, you do have to bear that in mind as well. What's your thoughts on that then, uh, Dan, since we were about to go to you anyway?
3: Yeah, I mean, it wasn't too far wrong, was it? I think Bellerin, I expected him to play. I didn't know that he'd uh, he'd give, be given a rest. And I'm with Trev. I thought David Lewis would have uh, would have been dropped for Gabriel. Kai's put uh, Kai Chen's put a great point in there. Hopefully, Lewis is told not to slow the game down so much tonight. That was really frustrating for me the other night. And you know, he's mm-hmm. normally looking forward, pinging them balls across. It was just sideways and backwards, and um, him and holding together. I, Who's just put that? Wow, that is strange. I was just going to say, Lewis and Holding together uh, leads me with a little fear. Exactly what Sophie's just put. I don't like that pairing. I don't like that centre-half pairing. Um, I think Rob Holding needs somebody next to him who knows what they're doing. And David Louis is too much of a liability uh, at the back to play in a back four, in my opinion. But he's finding a free. So no massive shocks there, I wouldn't say. Glad to see Party, though, getting a, a game. And good to see Martinelli back on the bench. Um, Albert,
1: uh, what do you make of that lineup? Callum Winsome, Andy Carroll, and Joe Linton uh, are the top three going against um, the mentioned, Louise and holding.
2: It'd be interesting to see how they set up, Fergus, because obviously they've got Wilson in and Carroll and Joe Linton in. But um, Joe Linton's been a disaster for them. I, f- I think uh, what was he three goals in 52 games or something like that? That's so he, he's not going to be a threat. Not knowing Arsenal, we, we, we like to throw in a, an early Christmas present, don't we? So, um, we'll see, but. Yeah, it's it's what I expected their team wise, mate. Um, that's why I'm surprised they play the style of football they play. But then Steve Bruce is not really, you know, he's not really a, a progressive sort of coach. But yeah, there's no surprise in there. He's brought in John Joe Sylvie, who's not featuring their team for quite a while, to be honest. So interesting, very
0: interesting.
2: Play, play against us against in
1: the cup. I I have seen him play over Christmas. Um only I know his sister, so and um uh yes through work sort of stuff. So um and he he doesn't come from far away from uh where I live here. So uh I know he lives up in up in Newcastle during the week, but his main base is down this way. Um so predictions, uh now that you've seen both lineups, are you
2: still sticking with your 2-0? Yes, I will stick with it. I will. I know this the team line the Arsenal team lineup is um trends right i i you i i don't like to see the centre back pairing of um louise and holding i thought i i actually expected gabriel to come back in tonight but again like i said at the top mate um with arteta you you you, you really you really hardly ever know what he's going to do
3: mate mm. um your prediction please dan i'm going to go for 1-0 to the arsenal i think it's going to be a tight game it does worry me actually looking at the the passing range of jonjo Shelby with Joe yeah. Andy Carroll and Callum Wilson because they, they've gone all out there to play all hmm. three of those. You know, they don't normally, they normally drop one of them. So I think Steve Bruce knows he needs something and he's tried something different. Uh, why not, you know, go all out to try and get it? The good thing about us is we haven't been conceding twos and threes and fours this season, but it still doesn't mean that we, we're not going to. Um, I still feel that I have enough faith to nick it tonight. I like... The Team, it's not a horrendous team. Um, I'd like to see Martinelli, I'd like to see uh Gabrielle, but mm. both on the bench. I'm okay with it. I'm gonna go one nil, uh, with a Lacazette goal, one nil to the Arsenal.
0: Trev, your thoughts on uh, our score prediction then? Where, where uh, do you see well, firstly, firstly, Fergus? Firstly, Fergus I've, I've got to say, mate, it's nice to see Molina popping up again. Hope Married Life is treating you well, Melina. Nice to see you.
3: Shout out, Melina. Back
0: with your comments again, Melina. Um, she made an interesting point. Um I, before I go to my uh, to my um prediction Fergus, she's made a really interesting point in the comments about if we don't and I don't think we'll sign many players this January. I think no. Albert was right, but I do think that we need and I'd like to see an experienced keeper coming as backup. You know, I, I really would like to see someone with some experience come in as a backup keeper and then one more signing right. i think that's all we can expect as for a prediction well, I, was, I, was,
1: I was going to do that in a second but yeah do your prediction and then we'll talk about uh where we think um right. uh, it's going to go
0: all right mate okay i'll just yeah yeah do that, that's, Are you that done now? Are you
3: done? yeah yeah, yeah. Are you done? Like a married couple, weren't yeah. they? Right. These two, Albert. Do you know what I mean? I've, I've I've seen it's evidence before, amazing. so I knew
2: walk into. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: walk I'm not going to be. I'm I'm a bit like Dan. I'm not expecting a five or six nil. I'm I'm not expecting that. So I'm going to go four nil. Although it, Carroll does does scare me because mm. I thought Carroll was the best player on the pitch when we played Newcastle in the cup. I thought he put himself about, and I thought he, he played really well. And I actually, by the end of the game, I was thinking I wouldn't mind him up top for us. Actually, throwing himself about a bit. So Trev, Trev, I'm shocked. He he minutes,
2: minutes, mate? You what, mate? I'm shocked he played. He managed the whole getting entire game and extra time. I was shocked. Yeah, he played
0: well, Albert. He played well. Yeah. But anyway, I'm gonna go for. I'm gonna go gentle. I'm gonna go four 0 to the Arsenal. <laughs> James was a James was a good comment in there just if you look
1: at the lineup and Tierney had been off injured and and married, not back are we are we, are we risking arteta as uh, arteta uh, taken a risk playing tierney what what's your thoughts on that um, i I'll, I'll go to you first Dan.
3: uh yes yeah, a great point from james shout out to james as well it feels like forever since i've had a beer with james at the emirates it really does uh yeah i i was I, before the team news come out, I did say, "Is Tierney going to be fit?" Um, it might be a risk playing him. I think the risk was probably um, playing him against Newcastle last time. If I'm yeah. honest with you, but saying that he was the main reason that we went through because he set up the the Aubameyang goal with a great uh great run down the wing. So. I think if he is fit, you do have to play him. I think he's one of the most important players in this Arsenal side. And you know, I was speaking on on a podcast on Friday on on, on our one, and it was it was like this is a worry if Tierney's one of our better players, the left back you're crying out for. Yeah. But he is that important, you know, and I just think he brings a certain mentality to the side which gets the other players up for it. And I sometimes look at the the options that we've got other than him, and, and it ain't quite the same. So it's a tough one, and it could be a risk that backfires. But I'm hoping Kieran T and he has a great game again tonight, and he is fit enough to make uh, at least sixty minutes. And if we have to take him off, we have to take him off.
2: Albert, what's your thoughts on it? Um, I think if it was if it was serious enough not to play him I, I i don't think he would have played tonight but um i mean how bad is it was it what was it what, what was injury he missed last time was it a muscle strain was it something like that if it's fire not, string, that, yeah, yeah, if it's not that, yeah if it's not that bad and he's all right to play tonight then um i don't think it's a risk that made a good point i actually when we played newcastle last time in regards to martinelli quickly i actually wouldn't have played him and i i said that before the game um i he got injured in the warm up but um, yeah, I, I have no issue starting Tierney tonight. Just, like, fingers crossed, nothing actually happens to him. But I, I think he'll be okay. Hopefully,
1: uh, Trev, uh, we're getting lots of um, hinge and bracket, pinky and perky. <laughs> yeah, guys, we love you too. We love you too. Right, so a couple of things in uh, the. I'm going for. T- I'm going for two one. By the way, um, I, I think you won't ask me about
0: Tierney. Uh <laughs> go on then you, 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 I was just with you <laughs> listen
2: here we go
0: you carry on what's going on hey i have shut Fergus up. will <laughs> first it's simple Fergus I'm going for the Scott if Tierney's fit he's got to play is that good oh, yeah. is that yeah. good I hate the risk that will get injured because if we lose him where are you know where we saw what happens if Tierney don't play we saw it clearly against Crystal Palace yeah. Tierney is that important to us that if he can play, he plays. Because not only does is, is he our best playmaker from a full-back position, if we stick Saka on the right, then we have a threat up both wings. And we ain't had a threat up both wings for many, for a good long while. So, if Tierney's fit, he plays. Yeah. Expert and Periscope makes a comment before
1: we go into the, the next bit, saying uh, you all look like in are in your different rooms in the same house. Well, that's the concept. The concept is uh, three, four gooners sitting in a pub, having a beer, just chatting Arsenal and chatting football. Um. So my prediction was 2-1. Hey, did, oh, did you give a prediction? Oh, you give a 4-0, did you? Yeah, what's unusual? Yeah, come on
0: i reckon we i reckon they should name us after that, that that singing duo from a few years ago do you remember was it was it called no. pure and simple i can be pure and you can be simple <laughs> <How's that? laughs> right uh yeah <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: right okay we're going to go on to the gudu debate and talk about a couple of other things um we type it touched on player fatigue and i think that's probably done um the other one was Theo Walcott. He had an interview, I think, I don't know why, where it was on. It was on Talk YouTuber, Sport. Talk Sport. And he talked about um, that Arsenal were too nice. Yet, as a captain, uh, when he lost to Crystal Palace, he was the one that said we were scared of them. Um, who wants to go first on this one? I'll just leave the floor open. Go,
0: Trev. <laughs> <laughs> go, on, Trent. You know, it, it, we sold, we sold Theo for a reason. We uh, But Theo's right. We did go through a phase where we were a soft touch. And we were bullied out of games. We gave away late goals week after week because we got to be scared. I watched them play every game of, amongst, uh, in that period. And, and, and we did get bullied. And, and we wouldn't play against these hard sides. And we did lose games that we shouldn't have lost because we were too small and we were too weak. But Walcott can't say about that because Walcott was a massive part of that problem. Yeah. Walcott was a massive part of that problem And if he had an p- issue with the setup, And if he had an issue with the way we were playing At the time Then he should have grown a pair And talked about it at the time Not after the matter when he's moved on And been a failure at Everton And he's just about holding a place at Southampton I'm sorry Theo I, I never never, I've never disliked the lad And I don't dislike the lad now Scored a lot of goals for Arsenal But you don't come out saying things like that And not expect a reaction from us yeah. Arsenal fans so yeah,
2: that's me. Got Albert? No, I'm not. Because I think I think Trev said it perfectly. I was actually quite surprised he came out and said that. I'm not saying with you know, but for someone like Trev said you you know use part of the use part of that generation where that you're talking about. So I think he spent more time probably one either on the treatment table or two, wanting to play out front, which Arsenal Wenger sort of didn't want to play him up front and said that he would. Then then he signed the contract and he stayed at Arsenal and yeah that was the rest of his history, but yeah, I'm not, I don't really sort of, Latchez made a good point. Like he's not done that. He didn't do that great once he left Arsenal, joined Everton. Um, yeah. He's had a bit of a mini revival going back to his roots at Southampton, but yeah, you, you was part of the problem. You, you was part of the problem, mate. So yeah, if, if you had to come out and say that, was a bit rich for me personally. The other
1: thing he said, Dan, was um, he rated uh, Robin Va- Van Persie, a better finisher than your beloved Thierry Henry.
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, I'd love to know what Jamaican Herbie's smoking, but uh, as far as I'm concerned, (laughs) uh, listen, Robin Van Persie was a great, a great finisher and a great striker, but he wasn't Thierry Henry as far as I'm concerned. I think this is another example of where we have been for the last 15 years in terms of accepting mediocrity. I think that he's not the first person to come out and say it. Cesc Fabregas has said it. Sami Nasri has said it. Gael Khaleesi has said it. Robin Van Persie has said it and so has Bakri Sanya. We all really swallowed or choked on whatever we were drinking at the time when Bellerin said that Alexis Sanchez needed to leave because he wanted to win too much. This is a mentality that we've accepted at this club over the last 15 years. And this is the same mentality that I've been calling out. And there's a certain section of this fan base that have been happy with accepting that mediocrity. And that's why I've been getting upset with some of the Arsenal fan base because, you know, it's the same fan base that accepted that top four was good enough. It's the same fan base that can't unite It's the same fan base that want the same thing, but don't know how about going about it in the right way in terms of having one voice. And I think this is another example of something that Gazidis and Wenger have kind of installed in this football club for the last 15 years, which I do not want. And that's why I want to see these players leave. Anybody that was under Arsene and Wenger, they still need to get out of this club. And that's why, because I look at it in two ways. It's frustrating because of what the things I've just said. But the other way I look at it is where was Fio Walcott, Cesc Fabregas, Clichy, Sagna, Nasri, Van Persie when this was happening? They were fine. They were earning their money. They were kicking a lovely football around. They were playing some pretty football. Now they've come out and they're able to talk about it. So they've come out and started shouting that Arsenal didn't want to win enough and that Arsenal didn't want to try and get enough other than top four. And I get it in some respects from Cesc Fabregas because him and Van Persie were losing football matches and was just staying at home down while De Nielsen and Ross and Giroud and Al Mounia all went for a beer and had a laugh and thought, oh, that's only a game, boys. This going sort our well-being out by getting smashed and getting hammered. And it hurt Fabregas and Van Persie. And I asked myself why that might be. And the reason is they learned off Thierry Henry and Patrick Vieira. And who did Henry and Vieira learn off of Tony Adams and Martin Keown? We haven't got that anymore. We don't have that. Fabregas and Van Persie were the last of that ilk. The players that we're talking about now are learning off of Granit Chaka and Lacazette and Bellerin and Meza Ozil and Mustafi. And there's just mediocrity that we need to get rid of this football, at this football club. Because I want Saka and Martinelli to be learning off of the Vieiras and the Henries of this world. And that's why I love players like Kieran Tierney. And I can see what Saka and Martinelli are bringing with the right mentality. I want them to be learning off of Tomas Partey and Gabriel. And that's why the last few windows have been good for me, because we're bringing in some quality with some strong mental strength, which is just not what we've had over the last 10, 15 years.
1: Yeah. And, and and you know, it, that brings into transfer window sort of brief uh, bit of uh, stuff. I, I did like, um, there was a couple of comments made in here, Melina made a good comment, which was funny. Um, Theo said Messi wanted his shirt after one game. I bet he wanted to run and give it to him, but he's probably offside. <laughs> um, uh, Tony, t- Tony said some, uh, uh, that he he should have been more ruthless. And uh, Terry Greenwood, uh, I actually, the following day, went and bought the T-shirt from the shop. Um, Walcott's best moment in an Arsenal shirt was in going off on a stretcher, showing two nil to the troglodyte fans from down the road. Um, I I actually drove down uh, to the stadium because I knew they had the the shirts limited and I've still got it. It doesn't fit, but I've still got it. Um, It did fit for a very short period of time. Uh, um, Guys, transfer window. The thing I'm hearing um, about transfer window-wise is we're focusing uh, very much so on keepers. Two names have been brought to mind, and when I heard one of them, I thought, "Wow!" And then when I find out which one it was, I thought, "Oh, okay, maybe not." Uh, one is Hennessy, uh, not the one who's sitting at Liverpool, uh, Man United, <laughs> um, the one who's sitting as third choice at Palace. So Wayne Hennessy uh, is uh, as as one, and uh, the other one is Romario, and I think he's at Man United, isn't he? So he's not going to get in
2: ahead of uh, Hennessy up there. Uh, float your boat, Albert. No, not at all. Um... I mean, some of the other names I heard, but I don't know how gospel it was. This is a problem with Twitter and um, transfer speculation. Was um, I think Fraser Forster was mentioned. Um, I think someone else mentioned. I imagine I'd know Butland's at Palace, isn't he? So that's not going to happen. But there are keepers. There are keepers out there, but I, it depends on what their contract situation is at the club. But yeah, Forster was a good shout. But the, t- the two guys just mentioned Fergus. Mm. When you mentioned Hennessy, I did actually think you meant the Palace goalkeeper. Um, you say he's third choice now. Um, yeah. You know what? As, as long as anyone that is more capable than um, Runison, and that's not no disrespect to Runison, because he's a young goalkeeper. We got him on the cheap. He was, what, f- second choice at the club we got him from in, in the league and in Dijon. He's not even the first choice for his national side, so... How are you going to expect a goalkeeper to come in and be number two with that limited experience? is beyond me. So, Arsenal put themselves in the mess again. Um, so, it's, very, it's all well selling Martinez back in the summer. But then you've got to pay probably even a bit more if you're going to get a better goalkeeper. Probably, if not in January, then maybe in the summer. But, yeah, Arsenal left themselves in a the mess, mate. So, anyone that's competent and experienced is going to be a viable option, mate. Whoever it is, just get someone in that's... A bit more experience than Runison because that's unfair on the kid to just chuck him in expecting to work miracles. And we saw, sort of, in these Europa League games that he was playing, that this guy's not ready. And then obviously, mm. we had the nightmare against Manchester City, which everyone saw. And yeah, mate, we've put ourselves in the position again in terms of recruitment where we need a lot more than we should have had at the start of the season. No one would have no envisaged at the start of the season, right, that Arsenal would be going into January transfer window needing a goalkeeper. I don't think any Arsenal fan would have said that. But we find ourselves a situation again, and again, it comes down to recruitment. There you go, mate.
1: Uh, Trev, thoughts on those and thoughts on some of the other names that we mentioned? They're talking about Woodman um, at Swansea, Matt Ryan, uh, Neto. But the two names uh, from the guy I know who gives me some information – um said were, were, were uh, Wayne Hennessy and um uh, uh Romario uh, Romario um but he's just said goalkeeper, goalkeeper, goalkeeper. That's what we need. And it, it's obvious because Rignarison is third at best. He didn't he didn't cover himself in glory in in his uh, single appearance. Um and uh obviously Hines is um uh, Hines could be promoted um, but um, Matt Macy wants out and he's gone so what's, what's your thoughts on, on, on that area being concentrated I think it has to but
0: yeah we, we, we badly need we badly need the goalkeeper I think that but the lads are exactly right I feel for Renarsson he's a young kid he's come from a, 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 a weak league and he's been chucked in at the Arsenal as our reserve keeper and and, and I, mm. I have no confidence after I've seen him play. I don't think we want Romario from Man United. There's a reason that Man United bought Henderson back from Sheffield United because they don't want Romario even as their backup. So why should we? You know, his third choice at Man United for a reason. Man United went out of their way to make sure he was third choice. Read mm. into that what you will. Yeah. I like the I like the thought of an English keeper yeah an English keeper for the squad someone like Foster or whoever's available you know but we just just need a, a decent backup I'm well, not well, sure about many of the night focus but
1: well, when when I thought it was the Hennessy the Man United backup keeper I said to the guy, wow <coughs> excuse me I said I said wow and um he came he can he, he typed a question mark I said and he went Wayne, and I went. I quickly Google because I, I I was getting confused, and um, I went, oh okay. He said, yeah, we don't have 15 million laugh <laughs> uh, to to spend on on somebody like him. So I don't know, um, Dan. Any thought? Any thoughts on on keeper situation? Well, <laughs> and do you think do you think we will identify any any other positions? I don't think so, personally.
3: Well, I think the he's trying to get. Mesut Ozil out the door, which looks to have been done. So gratis out the door. I potentially look at Mustafi and Chambers and wonder if something's going to happen there. But it looks like both of those could stay now. But that's going to free up some money uh, weekly. And I think that we are looking at a creative midfielder to come in, whether that's Buendea, whether that's somebody that's going to cost less or more, whether it's going to be a loan of like Isco, Coutinho, Brandt, whoever you want to do. We've been linked with everybody as we usually are. But I think a backup goalkeeper is an interesting one because Arteta came out, didn't he, in the press conference and said we did not complete what we wanted to in the summer in that position. So it meant that Runnison came in, but they were looking at David Rea before that, that they wanted. The QPR goalkeeper's been mentioned. Neto's been mentioned from Barcelona. Fraser Forster, I've seen mentioned. Woodman, who's actually at Newcastle. I think he's at Swansea currently on loan, but he's the under 23 for Newcastle um, from what I've been looking at. I think I would like to see Premier League quality, if I'm honest with you. I think Ryan's a good shout from yeah. Brighton. He's not playing at the moment, Matt Ryan. The other one that a lot of people will say has made a few mistakes and is not doing as well at the moment, but I always liked as a goalkeeper was Begovic. He's at Bournemouth in the Championship now, but he's got experience, commanding keeper. I always quite liked him. Uh, and if you don't want to wait six, if you can wait six months, then Lucas Fabianski's a free transfer in the summer. If anyone fancies him as a backup. <laughs> <laughs> he's not
1: done bad at West Ham. Uh, he wasn't great for us. And I don't think we'd want him back again. So, um, guys, um, th- that's it. Uh, we're done. Um, thank you very much, Albert, for joining us on uh, your much first guns you. and yellow ribbons. Thank you, uh, check out Albert JTV on YouTube. Um, I'm sure, uh, I'm sure people will like it. Uh, Dan, as always, uh, really enjoyed it you're on same old asshole you're on here you also do your own preview show has my video stopped or uh, no it hasn't It's still going um and uh trev fantastic thank you mate uh, and somebody even thinks that you're um uh you would normally work in december um but we won't go into that
0: <laughs> yeah <I guess. laughs>
1: somebody in the comments
0: is, is this in the keyboard or that lad and is this in the keyboard or
1: yeah, yeah, he'll, he'll, bang his, he'll bang his head on the, when, when the laptop comes down on his head. Listen, um, before I go, a little bit of an update on uh, Mrs. K. Um, as you knew, as we were after the Palace game, I said she was upstairs. She was recovering really well uh, from coronavirus. Unfortunately, she took a really major dip over the weekend and she ended up back in hospital. Uh, she's sitting there um, full of it and got uh, lots of lots and lots of bits going on, and she's in a really precarious situation at the minute. Um, I know Trev touched on um, coronavirus uh, before, and you look at the Newcastle players that are uh, like, uh, who is it? Uh, Saint Maximum. Uh, Maximum is taking it since October, uh, November to come back. It does really hit some people really hard, and they're fit, healthy young men. Um, as I've said, time after time after time, the four of us on here, I could give it to all of you and you, nothing could happen. You could have a mild cold. Uh, I know some people in the chat that are in there are suffering from it. Lots of people are positive and not having any are little symptoms. But if you pass it on to one person that you care or love about, uh, it can be really serious. So please try and stick to the rules. I know it's really crap. I know we can't go see football. We can't go to the pub. Uh, I'm a very, 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 very social person. So please just stick to the rules. Guys,
0: Fergus, um, thanks Fergus, uh, very That's much. No, uh, Fergus, wait, been... Fergus, wait, Fergus, wait. i have got to back up what you say, there, mate. And I'm, I, I know I normally have a laugh at the end, right? But I'm, I'm going to back you up there. This, this coat. I've watched Fergus suffer over this last month. Fergus, who is a very great friend of mine, who I love dearly, and I've watched him suffer, right? And what I've learned is that this COVID stuff. don't just come and go like a cold you know if you get it and you get it bad it goes away but it leaves a legacy inside you right a legacy that hurts you badly and it hurts the people around you so all you've got to do right whether you agree with it or whether you don't is wear a mask and don't let people suffer like my very good friend fergus has over these last few weeks right just wear a mask and, and be be reasonable don't listen to these people that say you get it and it goes away because you do get it. And it does go away in a lot of cases, but it leaves a legacy in other people, a legacy that hurts them and it hurts their families. So just be sensible and don't let anybody suffer like my mate Fergus has anymore. Right. Sorry. I'm done, Fergus. Thank you. Trevor. Yeah,
1: Thank you. Yeah. <clears throat> um, right. Right guys um going to watch the game now um thank you for joining guns and yellow ribbons an arsenal podcast by arsenal fans arsenal fans uh remember we are just four gooners, uh just chatting football uh we don't do this uh, to try and be famous rich or anything like that um I... are
3: you losing him or is it just me no, Line's got up, man. Listening better. to no, no, Guns no, and no, Yellow no. Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal
0: fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons, and remember to rate and review us soon.